This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Thank you for tuning in to the Warning Radio program. Today's program is part three and the conclusion of Reverend Adalia Hansen sharing the message, The Justice System of Heaven. We ask that you continue to lift up Dr. Hansen's youngest daughter, Melita, in prayer as she is in a hospital recovering from a very serious situation. She, her father, and Reverend Adalia Hansen and their son need to be upheld in prayer as well. After today's segment with Sister Adalia on the justice system of heaven, we will play a recording of her leading worship, singing, Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And now we conclude the message that Sister Dahlia shared with the WMI staff and their families. If you read the verse about chastisement, other scriptures, other whatever of this Bible, they say it's painful. They use the word, it's painful. It's painful. But you say, Lord, out of your mercy, give me the strength to endure. And by the reason that you know that his mercies will not allow you to be consumed. And he goes on to say, to subvert a man in his cause, the Lord approveth not. When it is time for you to be justified, he will do it. He will not tarry. He will do it. He won't give you more than you can bear. That's what the verse says, huh? (laughs) Now, There's a statement I'm going to make here. It says, coming to Christ does not erase the temporal effects of sin. Rather, our salvation is guaranteed. We will not face the eternal consequence of sin. The eternal consequence of sin is now where you're eternally separated from him forever. It is not condemnation, but it's consequences. There's a difference between discipline and penalty of sin. There's a difference between being disciplined because of the sin and the penalty of sin. The penalty part, Jesus already accomplished that. Hebrews 12 says, My son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline and do not lose heart when he rebukes you because the Lord disciplines those he loves. He chastens everyone he accepts as sons. It is that we may share in holiness. That's why we go through this. If you read the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 30, this is the church of Corinth. And here they're told, you know, 
they were partaking of the Lord's table in unworthy manner. And they got, they got, they brought God's displeasure. What happened is they were told, that is why many among you are weak and sick. And a number of you have fallen asleep. This is the church of Corinth. And it says that they were charged by partaking of the Lord's table in an unworthy manner. And they were given a reason. That's why some of y'all are weak. Some of y'all are uh, sick. And others have gone to sleep. This is within the house of God. Judgment starts at the house of God. So Jesus paid the penalty for our sins, so we'll never experience the second death. So these are for the people who bring arguments with the verses, in Christ there's no condemnation, and Jesus died for the cross, and all that. They bring, there are people who bring arguments like that to be able to give a reason why they don't think that whatsoever they do, that they will not pay it here. There are verses they'll come to argue and if you're in a church of whereby they give you a lot of ice cream teachings, then you'll not be able to understand. Because some people ask, if Jesus died for me on the cross and he paid the price, why am I still suffering? Well, that's, you have an answer there already. There's a penalty of sin that Jesus paid. Now it's just some of the, some of the things you're going through, apart from the trial of being tested, some of it's just the consequences of the things that we have done. There's an example of, I'll give an example. Their children, when they're brought into a family, we have parents, God has given the command, honor your father and honor your mother. But you find children who are brought up in a home. You find children who speak to their parents as if they're trash. They do that year after year and they don't feel nothing. They do not feel anything. They look to a parent. They look to their mom who gave birth to them and pushed them out. Some of them, they sacrifice and feed them and take care of them. But yet they look at their parents and still talk to them like trash. Now, I'll say this. Watch and look. Their children will do the same to them. And if they don't change that, their, their grandchildren will do the same. It will be a pattern that will follow. Just like that. There are people now, you find their children, they're so mean. I'm telling you, like, demonically mean. But if the person sits down and starts to think, then they realize, was I the same to my own mother or to my own father? It comes. It comes back. And also, it's also, it's the same way like this. If you know you lived good, especially with the parents' part, this, this is just a thought I'm sharing. You respected and honored your parent. And you did right by them. And then it reaches a point. You are much older and the enemy is coming to accuse you in the court. Or come to bring statements against you. What you present to the judge is this. Lord, your word says, honor your father and your mother. That I may live long. Then why, Lord, is death? coming after me yet because the Bible says plead your cause let us reason together and plead your case you bring strong reasons strong reasons 
there's a spirit of death attacking you. And you know, you, you know, that's what I was saying. You apply these things, whatever it applies. And make sure you read the preceding and the preceding word for you to get the meaning of it. Not just pronounce things, because it doesn't work like that. The enemy knows the word too. Now, he's coming with a spirit of death coming against you. And you know, the Bible says, honor your father and your... Yes, maybe there was a reason. But there's honor your father and your mother and all that, and you should live long. It is a promise, and God cannot break that. So the enemy has brought a charge against you, and he wants you, be, he wants you gone. But you bring a stronger, a stronger point. But Lord, you said that if I honor my father and my mother, I should live long. Jesus, when the enemy went to Jesus, he was using the word on him too. And Jesus used the word on him too. So you, when he goes with the word, you go with the word too. When pastor was, was sick just a, was it a year ago or something, and everything was going all the way like this and that, we checked everything, everything was okay. And I said, ooh, we were driving. I said, ooh, we have one more weapon we could use. And it was like, what's that? You have honored your mother and father. Now present that to God. For the very reason, Lord, I have taken, even, even as of now, Lord, I am honoring my mother. Therefore, I plead my case that this may be removed from me. Know your word and know where to apply it. When, you know, when they had did the all initiation on me, and they had given me to another God, and now I was facing the consequences from pulling away from that God, and the Spirit was claiming me, saying, like, she is mine. Do you know what happened? Jesus came into the room, and he stood, and he said, I bore her griefs. I carried her sorrows. I was weeped for her cause. The Spirit had to let go. So it was claiming me that, oh, but she was given to us. She belongs to us. And here comes the voice of Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant. And he speaks. Yeah. So all I'm saying is, it's like the battle of the thrones. They throw arrows this side. You throw arrows this side. You better know this. You better know. Because sometimes you get beat up. He's using a, he's using a reason. He's taking it there, using a reason. You get beat up and you don't even have an answer to it. Yes, they had given me to them. Yes, it's true. That is the truth. Fine. But now the mediator of the covenant and the voice of the blood started speaking. You better know the weapons you got and you better know the voices one by one and everything that they do in there. You're dealing with an enemy who knows this page from one page to the last. When Jesus said it is finished, it is Every legal requirement has been met for the reconciliation and reclaiming all things back to God. It was a legal requirement he was reconciling. And then you see the verse that says, For the Spirit of the Lord is there is freedom. You see, if you start going back and get the meaning of the Greek word, I think, yeah, I think grandpa's, and that word freedom there, liberty, it means access. It means access. So you better know also some meanings. So sometimes we apply, we apply verses and it's not correct. You know what I mean. So it is by His Spirit we have access. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is access. It is one thing for a legal verdict to be rendered, and it's another for an execution to take place. Hmm. 
You see, when a, when a judge renders a verdict, does he go and arrest the, does he go, like, leaves his bench and go arrest the person? Does he do that? No, there are officers who do that. So he renders a verdict. Judge says, okay, guilty or no guilty or something like that. The officer says, they let you loose or he gets you. Now here in your priesthood, now you become the officer now. Now after the verdict of the judge, now you stand and now you can be able to break some things. Break Because sin has already confessed. You have pleaded your case and all that. And the judge says, well, okay, not guilty. Now you have to be the officer now because... Now, who, who do you expect to do it for you? Now, you've given the mouth to start. Now, I break. I destroy. I break. I destroy. I, because everything has already been met. Everything has already been met. You need to understand that men are weighed. When you look at the book of Daniel and the son of Nebuchadnezzar, when he, what he did, he went and started taking the things of God, the things that were used in the temple of God and they were drinking and all that. And a hand came and he started writing. And when Daniel came and pronounced what the meaning of it, it says, you have been weighed and found wanting. So in the courts of heaven, there's a weighing scale. All right. There's a weighing there. And if let's say, let's say this side, the evil side of the things, Whatever that you were, it's permitted to be done to use all the way tilting all this way. You have to find a balance. They have to be a balance. They have to be a balance. Like in my case, you see, all these things were done. So it was tilting more on their side and I was just there hanging on the air. So we had to cause a balance. So you, did, you do it by sacrifice. There are many ways you could do it. You could balance the scale. Sacrifice. And David said, I will not give unto God what does not cost me. So the sacrifice bring in, brings in the weight to balance. There's a lot of sacrifices people could do. There's a sacrifice of fasting. There's a sacrifice of praise. There's a sacrifice of giving. There's a lot of sacrifices that people would give. But it's not, make, it's something that costs you. It costs you. You know? One day I'll talk about effect, effective fasting. When you're doing effective fasting, there's some, there, there are ways you have to, there are scriptures to make it effective. You know, you just don't go blah, blah, blah fasting and you go, and you leave fasting and nothing has happened. That's not the reason for fasting. There are reasons for fasting. Some bonds are broken in fasting and a lot of things. But there's an effective way to cause the, uh, the fasting to be effective. There's a way you follow for it to be effective. And you have to also be careful when you're fasting. You know, some people might come and try to make you upset. Somebody just comes to distract you. And sometimes you just start mouthing things and you start gossiping. When you're fasting, I'd rather withdraw when it comes to fasting. I don't want to talk to people when fasting. Because the enemy now will find a way. Now, when Daniel was doing the inquiry and he confessed the sin, and then that's when he said, let your anger and your fury be turned away because of our sins and the iniquities of our fathers and your people. Now Daniel stepped in and said, Lord, let your anger and fury be turned away. So when you come and be the intercessor and you come, you come the mediator and you come and represent a certain people, or your family. Now, when you start interceding and praying, you've confessed, you've, did, you've done the we part and everything and all that. And if people are still going through the judgment and people are going through the process of the fire, you have the, uh, you can follow Daniel and say, now, Lord, let your anger and fury be turned away. 
people who talk like this are friends of the Lord. If there's no relationship, you know, you don't even see, you don't even see yourself saying such a thing because there's no friendship. There has to be a friendship, a relationship. And that's why Abraham, being a friend of God, was able to ask him, Now, Lord, if you find 50 there, are you not, won't you, you won't destroy it, right? What if you find 10? You see, this is God. But he's talking to him like a friend because there is a relationship there. <clears throat> With a friendship, you're able to say, Lord, now, my Lord, please, that let your anger and fury be withdrawn. Okay, now I live this. Um, I'll say a few statements and then finish. Isaiah 49, verse 24, he says, Can the prey be taken from the mighty or the lawful captive delivered? It says the lawful captive. These are people who are bound legally. There's a reason why they're bound. It's legal for them to bound. Satan has a legal right over them. And the verse says, But the Lord says, Even the captives of the mighty shall be taken away. And the prey of the terrible will be delivered. For I will contend with him that contends with thee, and I will save thy children. There's a, there's a law, law, a legal right here for the person to be bound. But now the verse of the Lord saying, even, even the captives of the mighty shall be taken away, and the prey of the terrible shall be delivered. Some curses are in, the, in our lives because of a legal there's a legal right for them to be there because there was no forgiveness. Nobody repented of that sin at that time. So Satan goes and starts traveling and looking for a reason. He may not have a right to attack, but he may have a reason. There's a difference. When something has already been forgiven, there's no legal right. The grounds have been taken away, but he brings reasons. Well, if you, it's like, Lord, if you look at, if you look at, uh, this, this folks, Many years ago in their generation, they used to do this and that. They used to do this and that. So he brings the accusations. But now here there's a verse. There's a way out. It says, though, can, this is the Lord asking a question. Can the prey be taken from the mighty or the lawful captive delivered? He was asking a question. And then he says, but the Lord says, even the captives of the mighty shall be taken away, and the prey of the terrible will be delivered. For I will contend with him that contend with thee, and I will save thy children. The part that says, I will save thy children, it means when the curse is broken and the Lord has intervened, now it will not travel to your next generation. It has already been cut off. It ends with you. Okay? But that's why I'm saying know this. When you know this, then you will know. Because here, the devil will say, well, I have a legal right. I'm going to destroy them all. But for you have the knowledge of the word, you'll say, but Lord, you enter into the courts of heaven and say, but Lord, you said, even the legal captives shall be delivered. Even the legal ones. Yes, we have sinned. Yes, we were on the wrong. Yes, we did this and that. But you, O oh Lord, full of mercy, you said, even the captives of the mighty shall be taken away. And then you shall speak of him and say, Lord, that you may withdraw your anger and your wrath from us. But now my emphasis will be, will you be the one that will stand on the behalf of your people? Now that is the end of the question. Are you going to be the one who will pay the price and go on behalf of others and stand in the gap and present the case. And this case is not a 10-minute thing. You have to attend the court sessions and wait. You have to keep attending until the verdict of the judge has been rendered. Whether you be plucked out 
of the fire or whether he will rebuke Satan on your behalf or whether by his tender mercies he will bring an halt of the judgment or the chastisement that you are going through. Amen? Now, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you. I thank you, Father, for you are a holy God and you are a just God. I thank you, Father, that you keep the covenant with those who you love. And I thank you that you are merciful. And because of this mercy, Lord, we are not consumed. So, Father, I pray, Lord, for a special anointing upon them, for the ones that will say, here I am, Lord, I will stand in the gap for my people or for my generation. That, Lord, they will come before your presence and they will plead their case, O Lord. And, Father, I pray, if the time has come that they may be taken away, Lord, from the fire, I pray, Lord, let it be so. For, Father, the time has come that your glory may be seen and may be known. And I pray, Father, for an an understanding. I pray, Lord, let them have an an understanding. Let them inquire of you if there's something happening and does not make sense. And I pray, Lord, for them to have an understanding that you're merciful and you're gracious. Lord, I pray that you may strengthen them, Lord. For your word says, those who wait upon the Lord shall mount up like eagles. I pray, Lord, for spiritual strength that they may wait in your presence in tears, in fasting, in supplication. I pray, Lord God Almighty, that whatsoever the enemy was using against them, Lord, that, Father, his grounds may be terminated. In Jesus' name, amen.
listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.